thing to God. Give me the, give, help me thank God. Help me thank God for being God. Help me thank God for our praise team, our media, our musicians. God bless each and every one of you because God is good to I love that song. That might be my favorite song now that we are living proof. That our God is on the move. If you are proof in here, just wave your hand at somebody. Just let them know, I, I'm proof. I, I'm proof. Bell, I, I'm proof that God is on the move. Faith, rise up. You know, we needed to hear that. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, Dr. Al, but, but I, I needed to hear that. Because every now and then, things happen in life, Candace, that at times can shift our focus that we fail to see just how faithful God has been and is being in our lives. Sometimes things can happen and, and it allow us to almost forget that it is God who continues to watch over us. But if you made your way to worship on this morning, if you tune in to worship on this morning, if you are in this space and the Spirit of God is moving, he's moving to remind you that God isn't through with you. He's, he's moving to re remind us that he is still at work in and among us. And in this spirit today is a special day. I hope you understand today is being a special day. Teens, did you enjoy yourself at Freedom Weekend? Was that a special experience? God blessed our teens. God blessed our kids to experience him. And guess what? Every day we are alive, we get to experience himself even more. And today is one of those days. Today is a very special day. Today is, is the, the day of love. It is the day in which we celebrate love, that we commemorate love, that we, we uh, recognize love. All over this land, we celebrate love. Now, before you get this thing twisted, I'm not talking about um, cards, candies, and poems. I, I think it has its place, but even that predates Valentine's Day is love, a love that God has for all humanity. And anytime we gather in this sacred space, we celebrate God's love for you and I. In fact, when you come here and I stand here, we stand under the symbol of God's love, the cross that is draped right there in the back to remind us, for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. I don't know about you. I can't speak for you, but I am so grateful for God's love. It is that love that calls us. It is his love that sets us free. It is his love for us that compels us to know him personally. That, that is what Paul reminds the church in Galatia of God's love. That is God's love that initiates God's work of redemption and salvation in our lives that we might know him personally. Our message for the morning is in that fifth chapter of Galatians. In the fifth chapter of Galatians, we're going to look at first the first verse. Because the Galatian believers were met with some challenges that were trying to cause them, Hazel, to forget just how profound the love of God 
is in their lives. Why it, 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 it was so profound that, that it's the love of God that was calling them out of a life of darkness into a life of light. But then there are those who are coming in to confuse the believers, to even think that they needed more than what God could provide. They were being oppressed by Judaizers who were trying to declare that it took more to be saved than concession, belief, and repentance in Jesus Christ. And so Paul passionately pins this letter under the inspiration of God to the church to remind the church that God's love is enough. I need to tell somebody that just for a moment, that that God's love is enough. His love is able to set you free. His love is able to redeem you. Look, Look with me what Paul writes in that first verse. He reminds them, he says, for freedom Christ has set us free. He tells them, stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Now look with me at the 13th verse. For you were called to freedom. Brothers only, do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. Say one word. For the whole law fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On this 14th day of February, as together we celebrate the goodness of God, as we are living proof of God's uh, evident work in our lives and under and upon humanity, let us together realize that through Christ we have the freedom to love. That through Jesus Christ and the work of Christ, we, you and I, are freed to love. See, the body of Christ in this text were under a challenge. They were under a challenge because there were those who were believing that the love of God needed some help. Uh, they, they were believing that, that life with God was, was in need of religiosity. So these Judaizers were trying to tell new believers, new converts in God, those who believed in the work of Christ, the finished work of Christ, they were trying to convince them they, that they needed to do more. I know you don't know anybody like that, so just keep on looking at me. That They need to do more to be saved. When the Bible teaches us, God's word teaches us, that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, for the glory of God, I hope you get this, that we are saved by grace, and this is a gift of God, not of our own doing, so we have nothing to boast about. God saved us by himself for himself, to be called unto himself. And just in case you needed to know this, God didn't need our help in saving us. No, 
I'm trying to tell you some good news here because here it is. All of us were, were born in sin. All of us were shaped in iniquity. That's what David said in Psalm 51. All of us from the stage to the floor were infected with sinfulness. Go ahead and turn to somebody and just tell them he's talking about you too. If they're sitting with you on the, on, on, the, on the couch at home, you can tell them the same. Yes, all of us were in need of God's grace. And what I love about the love of God, that God, the Bible says, he commended. He demonstrated his love toward us that while we were in our sinfulness, Christ Jesus died for us. I really want us to get this as a foundational truth. Because as the church, we are freed from sin to live godly and to love freely. That God, in his love, saw us entangled in sin. We couldn't get ourselves out. As hard as we tried, even in trying to be righteous. Anybody ever tried that? You tried to get it all right, and every time you tried, you always realized there was something about you was just, just off. I, I, okay, I'm by myself in this thing, Mike. Uh, you, you, you started, and it was like, I, I'm not going to tell anybody off. I'm going to say another word, but it's okay. I'm not going to tell anybody off today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay prayed up. I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to do everything that the Bible tells me to do in this day, and then somebody on the highway cuts you off, and then something comes in your mind that you thought you forgot, and you realize, God, I messed up again. Will, am I the only one in here that knows that, that all of us struggle with sinfulness? But here, that's the bad news. The bad news is that we, Anthony, struggle with sinfulness. But here's the good news. The good news is that Jesus saw us in our struggle, and he released us from our sinfulness. He did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. And yet there are those, Avis, who are trying to convince new believers that they needed to add some religious rituals in order to truly be saved. And what the Holy Spirit has pulled right is to remind the believers that our, we were set free in Christ Jesus. Let's start here for a moment. That, that Christ sets us free from captivity. He releases the chains. He delivers each and every one of us that if you call upon the name of Jesus, no matter where you are in life, no matter what you've done in life, no matter what others say about you in this life, if you call on the name of Jesus, Christ Jesus, our Savior, will set you free. You're looking at me like you don't believe me. Let me help for a moment here. Anybody ever been set free by God's grace up in here? Somebody needs to know that God sets us free. And what I love about his, his activity in our lives is that he doesn't wait for us to be perfect in order for him to set us free. No, no. What he reminds the believers in Galatians is that Christ in his love, God in his love came to where we were to set us free. He sets us free from our captivity. So Jesus says in John 8, truly I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. All of us were slaves to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. Here it is. So who the son has set free 
I'm not trying to preach to you. I'm just trying to remind you here who, who the Son has set free. Not who freed themselves. Not who was able to check all the boxes off. No, it's who Jesus sets free is free indeed. And if you haven't experienced that freedom, the freedom of knowing that you get to be in the family of God, the freedom of knowing that your life can be living proof of the work of God, the freedom of knowing that God can redeem you and restore you, I invite you to get to know Christ personally and confess him today because when you confess him, he'll forgive you of your sins. When you confess him, he'll give you grace abundantly. When you confess him, he'll receive you unto himself that you can be in the family of God. And that's worth celebrating. Christ sets us free because of God's love for humanity. Susan, he sets us free from captivity of sin. Oh, but I, I love it as he continues on because not only does he set us free, in the 13th verse, Paul writes, for you, personalizes it, you were called to freedom. Brothers, really the Greek word here is brothers and sisters, as may you, you were called to freedom. We were called to freedom. I love this. We were uh, invited to freedom. We, we were commissioned. We were declared to be free. Uh, Christ calls us to live in liberty. So get this, not only why does he set us free, but then he leads us into a freedom. I'm not sure you're getting this just yet. He, not only does he set us free, but he doesn't set us free to wander aimlessly but rather he himself comes to lead us into a life of liberty. I, 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 hope, I hope you saw it. I, I hope you saw it. I, uh, it I, I saw it then when I was looking at the pictures of, of our students at Freedom Weekend. I love the term Freedom Weekend. They, they, they were celebrating. Did you see it as they were dancing around, enjoying one another, not being concerned about the cares of the world? No, in this moment, they were in celebration. That's what liberty looks like. It looks like when you don't care who's around you, what other folk might say about you, when you think about the goodness of Jesus. And all, Alice, that he's done for you. Something on the inside starts working on the outside. And it doesn't matter who's around you. Lift up your hands and you just say, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. He gives me liberty. You get to celebrate with the smiles of joy. Why? Because the Bible says whom the Son has set free. Oh, y'all ain't in this place with me. You are free in He's called us to a life of liberty, a life of, of freedom, a life free from bondage and enslavement and captivity, a life for having a true, authentic relationship with the holy God. Uh, you you, you got to get this, uh, that, that, that when you're in relationship, Austin, with the holy God, that, that it alleviates concerns and worry about what's going to happen to you. 
I hope you see it here, that, that when you're in relationship and God is your father and you are his child and the son is your savior and the spirit is within you, then there is nothing you really have to worry about. What God is calling us to is just to live in liberty. Oh, let me, let, me, let me help you. Let me help you. Anybody who still have kids living in the house? Anybody? Anybody? Still kids living in the house? Might be watching online. You still have kids living in the house? If you don't, just remember when you did. Remember when your kids started worrying about how the mortgage was going to get paid? You remember your kids were worrying about how the food was going to come on the table? You remember, right, how your kids were worrying about how uh, they're going to make ends meet? No, no, they, they didn't worry, did you? Why? Because they knew that they had some uh, loving parents who were going to take care of it. Sometimes it gets on your nerves. I know. I'm not going to look at my kids right now. But, 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 but they knew you had that loving parents who will take care of them. Come here, saints of God, that when you are called into freedom, you have the freedom from worry, the freedom from anxiety. Why? Because you know that you're living proof that God is working, God is moving, and God is active in your life. How else can you testify how you made it? this far. You know the stuff you've been in. You know the stuff you had to come over. You know the stuff God had to get you out of and yet you're here. Why? Because you're a child of God. He reminds them, get this Nisha, that it is Christ who not only sets us free, but he calls us to live in liberty. Oh, but lest you get uh, too, too, too confused here, I hope not to confuse you because this call into liberty and to live in liberty is not a call to live sinfully. I'm still in the text. Uh, look what he says there. He says, for you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. See, when we come to Christ, we come to Christ and we experience Christian freedom. Christian freedom frees us from sin. But go ahead and write this down. What Christian freedom doesn't do is free us to sin. Mm, uh oh, you, 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 you thought this was some cheap grace? I'm thinking about Dietrich Bonhoeffer right now and the cost of discipleship. The reality is that when God frees you, he frees you to live under his lordship. I hope you catch this here. That you leave sinfulness to live under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And when you live under the lordship of Jesus Christ, you're influenced by the love of Christ that flows through you that you too might be a conduit of that love to the body of Christ and everyone who's around the body of Christ. It's right there in the text. He says you move from being a slave to sin to being a servant for each other. Uh, I, I need to talk to some folk who can relate for a moment. Because, you know, godly character, godly character, that godly character of love is supposed to be expressed at every opportunity. And so he says, through love, serve one another. I know you thought it was just about Valentine's Day. No, not for the saint of God. Saint of God, we had to show love every day. Not just on Sunday, not just on Valentine's Day. Every day we are to show the love of God. That is godly character. How do we know that? Well, because in John, John, 1 John says, God is 
is love. Jesus said in John 15 that if you love me, then you ought to love one another as I have loved you. That love is the character of God that should flow from the spirit of God within the children of God to everyone who's around me. Go ahead and preach for me for a moment. Just tell them, say, everyone. No, not, not, not just certain people, but, but everyone. Told you I need to find somebody who grew up like I grew up. Um, uh, anybody in here, um, uh, you played outside? Seniors, uh, I'm going to come back and get y'all in a little while. Get, get you in a little while. Um, uh, anybody in here, you, 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 you played outside until the streetlights came on. Anybody? And when you were thirsty, you went. I got somebody in here. I just want to make sure I knew somebody with me. You got to the water hose and you turned the water hose on so that you could. This is before bottled water, y'all. This, this, this. <laughs> Turn the water hose on. And, and, and I'll never forget that the time in which I was trying to, to get some water. I turned the water hose on, Bell. I know some of y'all don't know this. Uh, turned the water hose on and, and I was trying to get some water. But Dr. Al, uh, the water wasn't flowing. I knew I turned the faucet on, but, but it wasn't coming through the hose. Somebody know where I'm at here? Because somewhere down the line, there was a kink in the line. <laughs> Come here. And, and some of you country folk know what to do when there's a kink in the line and the water is not coming flow the way you wanted to come flow. You got to just pull a little harder. And when you pull a little harder, the water begins to flow. Come here, saints of God. I think something has happened in the culture, in the community, in which God has called us to show forth his love where there's been some kinks in the line. Where the love of God isn't flowing the way it's supposed to flow, the way it, it needs to flow, yet godly character demands that we love. It's time for you and I to check where the kinks are. I came to sit by you just for a moment, just, just for a moment, y'all. I'm about to let, let you go, but I need you to evaluate in your life. Is there a place in your life where love isn't flowing to everyone God is showing you? But look what he says in the text. He says that we ought not to let the opportunity of flesh to come because truly we ought to serve one another through love. Look at verse 14. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor. You got it right there. As yourself. Paul pulls the page from our Savior himself who declared in Luke chapter 10 uh, what it means to love your neighbor. You remember it, don't you? Uh, where someone came and they said, uh, well, tell me what it's going to take. Melissa, he said, love Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and love your neighbor as you love your so someone from Freedom Weekend said, well, then who is my neighbor? And then Jesus says, uh, let me tell you, a certain man came down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and there were some thieves and robbers that got him. Guess what they did? They beat him. They stole from him, and they left him half dead. He said then there was a priest probably coming from worship on his way home, and he looked, and he sees the man that was beaten half dead, and he continues on his journey. Then there was a, a Levite who came and walked over to see the man's condition. Then he left him there and kept on his journey. But Luke chapter 10 then says, but then there was a Samaritan, one who was rejected by the community, one who was considered um, unclean, who saw the man in his condition. And instead of asking, what will happen to me if I stop and help the man? As Dr. MLK said, he said, he asked the question, what will happen to me if I don't help him? And Christ says, now who is 
the one who was a good neighbor. Come here, saints of God. I want you to evaluate the kink that's in your holes on this Valentine Day, and you ought to declare before the Lord that today will be the day where we're going to remove the kinks to allow the love of God to flow through our lives so that we are a neighbor to everyone who God has called us to connect with. Are you with me in this place? Because godly character loves everyone at every opportunity. And guess what? You can't do it on your own. Here it is. This is where we started, where Paul says that of our own accord, of our own works, this work-based theology, we can't do it on our own. No, it's all by the grace of God. You're saved by the grace of God. You're set free by the grace of God. You're called into freedom by the grace of God. And you are able to love others even if they're not loving toward you by the grace of, you with me here, by the grace of God. That's the Holy Spirit's involvement in our lives. That God's Spirit produces love which fulfills completely the law of God. Here it is. All of the law is fulfilled in one word. And that word is love. Through love, God saw us in our condition. Through love, he rescued us through Jesus Christ. Through love, he demonstrated his love on Calvary's cross. Through love, he's called us to be a part of his family. In love, he then draws us closer to himself so that in living for him, we can express love that others might know him. I invite you to stand all over the building. And I have a few questions I want to, to pose on this Lord's Day. When we consider how we live, are we living with this love? When we consider the discussions around the dinner table and the struggles at home. Are we husbands allowing the love of God to flow through us? Wives, is there a kink in the holes that needs to be pulled out that the love of God might flow through you? I want to challenge you right now. Would you just bow your heads and just begin to talk with God? Identify those areas in your life where, where love is failing to flow. There's somebody in here you're struggling with, with forgiveness and, and God is calling you to express love by forgiving those who've wronged you. Let today be the day where you receive God's love for yourself and allow that love to heal you. To heal you of the hurt. Heal you of the pain. That you might know his love. His love might flow freely through you. Is God's love being flowed through the words you use? Is God's love being shown through the thoughts you think? Is God's love being shown by the deeds of your hands? Right now, saints of God, would you begin to talk to God? Confess before him that he might free you. He might free you from the yoke of sin. 
that he might free you from sinfulness and usher you into a life of godliness. Because he wants us to know more of his love. He wants us to experience more of his love. He wants us to express more of his love. And even right now, he's repairing some relationships. Right now, the Holy Spirit is working with God's love to fix what Satan tried to destroy. Now let the love of God flow through you freely. And as our prayer partners, would you, you come forth as we continue in prayer, as we sing before the Lord, that we would make room for his love. As we fill this house with prayer, we're here to pray for you because we love you. We're here to pray with you because we love you. And God wants his love to flow through you. If you, if you don't know that love, today's a day where you can get to know him personally, intimately, that you would know him and be set free, free from guilt, free from regret, free from the pains of the past. That today could be the day where you will know, as Christ said, whom the Son has set free. It's free indeed. Would you say yes to him? And if you're saying yes, why don't you, you come forward. We want to pray with you. We want to celebrate with you. Whatever that struggle is, know that God is calling you to freedom. That you might know him. You might not be drawn into sinfulness, but rather you might be compelled to live in godliness. That the life that you live is a reflection of the spirit that lives in you. Because the fruit of the spirit is love. So Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, thanking you for the love that we see expressed through Christ Jesus. The assurance that we have in knowing that when we come to Jesus, that is Jesus alone who saves us, redeems us, and cleanses us. That our lives can be living proof because of the work that he's done in our lives. Help us to know it even more, that if someone today doesn't know your love, that you draw them to know you personally, intimately, today, and that this day, February 14th of 2021, be the day that they will remember that they felt the love of God flowing into their hearts, overflowing in their lives, as you repair relationships and use us to serve one another for your glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we gather to sing together, if you've made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, if you want to, us to pray with you and pray for you, we're so willing to do that. But we invite you to come and join us in our connection room where we'll be waiting for you. If you want to know more about membership, if you want to be baptized and following in believers' baptism, if God has spoken to you and now you feel him in your heart and you want to go further in this love relationship with him, we invite you to come and discover the life of love that God is calling you to. God bless you and God keep you. See you on Sunday. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God 
to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforce.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus, in person, on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.